Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Elbasha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough, I am worthy, I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. I can really relate to what you're saying. And I I hear what you're saying. It's when it comes to the ideal client, I've come to the conclusion that your ideal client needs to be someone very, who's gone through or going through what you've gone through. So in sense, in essence, you are looking for an ideal client who is basically just like you. Um, Because you, are an expert on everything that you went through and you understand what it means to be uh, different. You understand what it means to um, observe how other people have dealt with differences. You've, and you know, the hybrids that we are empowered um, Middle Eastern women, mm-hmm. Egyptian origin who have had to grow up, in every place on earth except for Egypt. Yes. <laughs> and carry, whether we liked it or not, we carried a generational trauma sure. of a people who have gone through a series of invasions, a series of changes and transformations that weren't always healthy. And our families and our parents and our heritage suffered from it. Sure. And we've inherited that suffering But then we made something out of it, I think, that they couldn't. We had an opportunity that they couldn't. That's true. I think that is the the main point that I reflect back on my my parents' life. And I reflect back on on their decision to to leave Egypt for a better future and to kind of, you know, um, seek that. And then what they made of it. But that's the point. Like now we keep talking about what's your purpose? What's your why? And we're, we're always digging deep for that. I don't think for them that was truly the purpose of what they were doing. For them, it was just about um, socioeconomic conditions. I don't think and they had the luxury to think, oh, what no, do I want? No, exactly. And, and it yeah. stopped there. And um, I reflect on my mom. So my mom, when she moved back to Egypt with us, with, with my sisters and I, and that for her, like, that life stopped there. Mm-hmm. Her life stopped there. And yeah. it, now it was all about taking care of the girls. And, um, and now every time she talks, she's like, you know, I sacrificed my life for you. The interesting part, which I realized um, very recently is now is when I'm rediscovering myself and understanding my purpose and reflecting mm-hmm. on everything in my life and where I wanted to go and how I want the next 50 years to be and all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm at the same age that my mom decided that this is where life stopped. Mm. And for her, that's where it stopped. For me, that's where it's beginning. Yeah. Now I am in control of my fate, my destiny, my purpose, and what I want to do, how I want to share, how I want to come from a place of service. And that is a completely different mindset, completely different place. And I mean, the end of the day, I feel for her because she had not been enlightened in that sense 
understanding that there's more to life as we were saying you know about women and what what you think your purpose is in life that there's more than just bringing up the children taking care of them nurturing them to adulthood and then beyond that you're always responsible for the kids no you're not no you're not you shouldn't be yes and of course actually, that, that that way of that kind of relationship with the kids from our experience has been incredibly unhealthy yes. for us as children as well as for them as adults exactly it didn't work those sacrifices were unnecessary mm-hmm. you know and, and they, they become a burden one way or another on the kids because yeah. rather than coming from a place of of love and commitment i come mostly from a place of obligation and paying and paying back my debt i feel indebted rather than coming from a place of i yeah. want of gratitude so and, and you know i had spoken about this before it's like coming from a place of gratitude versus coming from a place of being of debt it's a whole different frame and of mind energy, absolutely and the energy of obligation begets an energy of obligation and whatever yes. comes with it and an energy of love begets an energy of love and gratitude mm-hmm. and, and everything that comes with it um and i think a lot of our parents if they were to be honest they have complaints that that they raise their children and they sacrifice this and that and where are their children now and we're ungrateful <laughs> ungrateful we are rebels we're rogue we're just the black sheep and we've gone off and and basically they feel that they have been um they've had a bad deal <laughs> <laughs> they got dealt a bad hand <laughs> That was not other, what they were hoping to get. Other parents and other kids, and that's what they do for them. And I was like, uh, you know, you, you have to kiss my hand. And I was like, why should I kiss your hand? <laughs> or you can kiss my hand, but it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. It's not exactly what you want it to be. It's not what you expected it to be. But and I you. think that the beautiful thing, but also the very challenging thing, <clears throat> is um, when my husband and I realized that we have to come from a whole different place, raising our son and realizing that we had to think of what kind of relationship we want with him mm-hmm. and, and how we want to maintain that relationship, you know, when he's 40, 50, 80, as long as we live. And, and that's the kind of thing that, that has drawn us to change a lot of the our minds and our frames of of reasoning to be able to build a healthy relationship so you know build a friendship as well just maintaining that you know there has to be respect because we're adults not because you're obligated to kind of we're not gods on earth it was just like we're parents we gave you life and our mission in life and we keep telling him that our mission in life is to ensure that you become the best version of you possible i am so happy to hear you say that and i I pray and i hope that a lot more parents are able to be that conscious Mm -hmm. and because the time of just producing children and expecting things to go our the way our parents did it is gone long gone because we've seen actually that that way doesn't actually work and what you've described is the only way forward we, and the first realization or the first uh, admission or acknowledgement that you need to make, like you just said, we're not gods. We are flawed humans, yep. but we, 
we are here to do the best we can by you and for you and you know, acknowledge that it's a mission it's not an easy walk down the park oh if you just follow the rules you're gonna get what you want no it doesn't work like that at all yeah and and ensuring that he also understands that he has to put in the work yeah you know, that, and we talk to him like, you know, you're privileged because you don't have to work at a young age to provide, you know, for you and your family, for example, or that I tell him, think of everything. We always go through a gratitude kind of exercise. Think of everything you have. And I tell him, there are billions, and I mean billions of others who don't have what you have. There are this and that and that. Um, understanding that your parents worked hard to get to this point in their life and our parents worked hard before them, before us. And then we built on that. And then it's your mission to build on that, but never to take anything for granted. Um, but also to come from a place of not only of gratitude, but ensuring that when you will have, when, when you reach a point where you can, you start sharing and you start giving. And he's been sharing since he was a child. So it was always like, you know, these toys, you don't play with them anymore. Now you have to share them. So he always, he had that in him. We, we made sure he had that in him from day one. Mm -hmm. But it is ensuring that mommy and daddy are, you know, we're doing great for us. Now it's your turn to start doing great for you. And you have to work on that. But more importantly, we are always here for you to give you guidance. Um, to We have unconditional love for you. But it is your mission. What, what should I be? Whatever you want to be. You don't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer or whatever it is. You could be anything. And, you know, he shifts accordingly. Like he's now into Fortnite and playing video games. I'm like, great. Are you interested in? Yeah, I really love it. Do you want to learn gaming, for example? Then make it a passion. Make that passion something that you do. So you benefit from it. So you grow with it rather than this just be something that takes away at your time and, and your days. And you're not benefiting from what comes with it. Mm. Yeah using it as a source for growth rather than a source for addiction, which, uh, you know, a lot of, unfortunately game gaming is just one of those things that can be quite addictive, but I think our kids, I think I could be wrong and maybe I'm overgeneralizing, but I do feel that get the gamers these days, they game differently to the way we did. Yes. <laughs> right. There is more of a, their worlds are a lot broader into it's not just about playing the game but there's a networking and socializing that goes through it there's an entire ecosystem on its own there's also the possibility of learning how to develop games that was never a possibility nope. present to no. us at all uh, even the idea of a girl playing a game was a bit you know unusual but yeah no, our, our kids generation is definitely dealing with it very differently very different and the point is also that sometimes I'm like, okay, I have to come from a place of sympathy actually, because mm -hmm. they're being bombarded on a daily basis with so many inputs and things that are kind of, you know, fighting their way for their attention. Mm -hmm. And th that's why they have the attention deficit disorder. You know, it's just, that it's too much for us. Like we joke and then like we had TV that actually shut off at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to wait in the morning for it to restart and we had to you know kind of get the the well then 
later on when we had the, the Discman and the Walkman and stuff and listened to the same songs over and over again. I know, do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I, I do remember it. <laughs> I remember I got my first Discman in Germany and I got one single and I put it in my ear and I was listening over and over and over again. No matter how fact, bad. <laughs> No matter how bad or how good it exactly. was. Exactly. So, so, yeah. so these are the kind of things that, you know, for us, it was about going out and playing and, you know, in, in the playground or in the street or wherever you could find just because that was our outlet. Now for him, he's been home for four months and he's found a way to communicate with his friends. They had video calls, they have voice calls, they communicate when they're playing, when they're gaming. And yeah. he physically, he hasn't moved, been with them and he misses them, but he hasn't lost touch. I used to have pen pals, like literally write a letter <laughs> and wait for a month, a month and a half to get the response. I was like one page. I was like, oh my God, this is so interesting. And then send it back. Yeah. So that's that kind of connection. I mean, they're on a whole different level, but there's a lot of time I catch myself and I try to kind of amend it or change it in a way that uh, alter my behavior. And my thinking is, I'm still holding him accountable for how I was brought up and trying to enforce that until I realized this isn't working. And then, you know, and also another thing was, for example, in school, I'm like, I was an A student all my life. I had to excel. It wasn't an option. I had to, it was a kind of an obligation. Again, it was a duty. And for him, I had to be, I had to hold him from that place. You know, how can my son, and I'm a doctor, I studied so hard for so many years of my life, not, not get, you know, ace all his results. And then I realized, Hang on, why am I doing this? And my husband, of course, is on the other end of the spectrum. He's like, he's smart. He studied just enough to get by <laughs> and just enough to get the results he wanted. So he had a plan ahead of time, what he wanted. He studied enough for it and he didn't exert any more effort. But it took me a few years to be able to readjust my mind and recalibrate in that sense. And now asking him, like every day I used to tell him going to school, make yourself proud today. Yeah. Grow today. Listen today in that sense. Knowing that you have put in your best effort, that is the part that counts. What that is graded and how that is graded and compensated in school, that's not up to you. But knowing that you know that you made yourself proud. You know, I learned that lesson the hard way with um, with the birth of my eldest. My eldest, um, he's 18 now. He's autistic. He didn't actually get diagnosed till he was 16. Um, but raising him, we knew there was a, pr he found things difficult. His speech, he couldn't speak till he was about five, for example. Um, and but also every day we just realized there were things that he would struggle with noises that he could not it, it felt like it was overwhelming he couldn't he also had adhd because autism usually is comorbid it's never mm -hmm. on its own so he could never sit in class he could never absorb he could never learn like the rest of the kids and I come like you I think I come from a very high achieving the immigrant Egyptian family who you're going to work hard, going to work until you bleed hard. Right? <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> you're going to be an A star student all the time. Exactly. A minus is a failure. Oh my goodness. How dare you? An A minus. <gasps> you, know, you remember. Yes, um, I you're going to, you're just going to, 
yeah, you're just going to be a prodigy. You're going to be a genius. What? And it's going to be academic. It's, it's not going to be, I don't care if you're a fantastic football player. I don't care if you are the next uh, Beethoven. You are going to do well in science. Yeah. Not, what's not arts. Not arts, because <laughs> arts are also yeah. dropouts. <laughs> exactly. Who makes money from arts? Um, and you... <laughs> So you're doomed when you're an artist in an Arab family. Um, yeah. So coming from that background and then learning how to deal with an autistic child who that kind of world and that kind of life is so far away and so alien and cruel, actually, to have that kind yeah. of expectations sure. on any human being, let alone someone with special needs. That you know, I had to make a huge shift in my own beliefs and because of course being raised that way, inevitably you're going to inherit those ideas and you know, you want your kids to be successful. So therefore the formula that your parents told you about is the winning formula, right? Wrong. Sure. It never worked with you. It can't work no. with them. Definitely can't work with them. Not in this time and age that we live in. And so that's how I had, I, I was forced to make that shift. And I'm really grateful that I have. Yeah. Because it's I, a I it, it absolutely is. You're no longer judging people by their grades or their their you know intellectual abilities or you know you're not narrowed your your focus is not narrowed that small anymore. Yes. You're able to see all the colors of the rainbow in every single person that you're dealing with, and it's never again about intellectual ability. There's far more that we offer as human beings. Um, and none of it is the same. No two people are the same. And that's just how beautiful that is. It just, for me, I just really love to get curious with people and I never underestimate them. I think, wow, I wonder what you're capable of doing. <laughs> you know, it, it, I get excited just thinking about that. I think that's a beautiful thing is uh, as we grow, we lose that part of us that is like, let me explore. Let me try doing this. I, I might fail miserably, but let me try doing this. And, and that is a part that we lose touch with as we grow older and as further expectations come in from us and we have then checklists that we have to follow. And I think yeah. that is a beautiful thing that I'm, I am reconnecting with personally and I'm asking, you know, um, ladies I work with to reconnect. I'm asking my, my son, I keep telling him, do whatever. He's like, what should I do? Whatever you want, explore it. I keep, you know, kind of saving boxes and recyclable materials for him. I was like, create something. Um, yeah. What would you like to do? Paint, paint, listen to music, dance, wh whatever it is you want. Just make sure that you are doing something on a daily basis that invigorates you. And I think that's the part that we're missing in our life. When, when we get into the, well, whatever you want to call it, the, you know, the daily grind or the hamster wheel, whatever it is, we lose the part that we are invigorated anymore. Mm. That is a beautiful state to get back to. Something Absolutely. that excites us and something that makes us feel that tingling, childlike achievement sense. I started learning uh, Spanish like about 40 days ago on, on an app. Mm -hmm. And every okay. time I could grasp a word, I was like, yeah, yeah, I could do this. You know, <laughs> I understood that part. And he's like, exactly. And of course, it's, it's actually, it's a lot easier for me. I thought it would be a lot more difficult. And yet again, my, you know, my expectations. 
I thought it would be very difficult because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm 42. Now I'm going to start learning a language. But actually now I'm using my age and my experience to understand the context. So I don't really have to learn each word. And there's like a lot like French and there's a lot like English and there's a lot like, and I'm like, okay, my experience is now helping me pool here. <laughs> but that's the thing that these small things, small acts, um, if you love flowers and you decide to grow your own garden or, you know, I now put my basil and my, my parsley, my fresh those, I put them in, in cups of water in the kitchen so that I have some greenery in the kitchen. Those kind of small things that invigorate us on a daily basis, we lost touch with them. And thus, it became an overall grim view of life. Because we've taken life way too seriously. Way yeah. too seriously. And actually, we need the way to... Um, I've, the way I've decided I'm going and more and more every day to adopt as a perspective is that it's all a game. Yeah. And we create games. So I'm playing a game of... Um, I'm going to create a, uh, a well-being center in Spain, probably Malaga, mm -hmm. um, that will be both a clinic, uh, a sexology clinic, as well as a relationship clinic, but also a place, a retreat for people to come and work on themselves from head to toe, inside out. Count me in. Count me in. Right? <laughs> Uh, and the I'm there. <laughs> of Malaga and the beach and the sun and you know you'll be crazy not to come out completely transformed so that's the game I'm playing and how am I playing it well I'm I'm seeing what are the the pawns I've pieces. got yeah the and putting pieces together and collaborating with others who also have the same mission as me and seeing how we can all play a good game yeah and it, this is it it's 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 not about winning the game but it's playing a good no. game yeah and i think that the bottom line is when when people were like you know you're too positive during the testing circumstances we're all going through right now yeah. and i got this comment actually being too positive i'm like yeah well first of all because i understand i'm i'm not delusional and i'm not disconnected from reality so let's get that <laughs> clear i understand the repercussions and i know the, there are a lot of very heavy repercussions for for everyone around the world but i also understand i'm not alone in this so there are other billions of people who are getting impacted but more importantly i i like to think of it as an opportunity mm -hmm. as an opportunity to slow down to think to reflect to to have gratitude for everything that we have and everything that i could dream of and everything that i would like to you know plan for and as you said look at the piece my puzzle pieces see how how much of it I have, what am I missing? How can, how, not if, it's how can I get the missing pieces? Who can I collaborate with to, to get that? And, and those kind of things, those kinds of questions, then, you know, kind of give me a, a whole array of answers. And that in itself is a beautiful thing. So that I'm grateful for. So let me go and go back and revise it. And I've been revisiting my puzzle pieces, I think every day for the past four months. And I think, you know, um, Stacy is an amazing lady I work with. I call her my branding and technical guru. And I think I'm driving her mad because like every two days, she's getting a whole new plan from me. Okay, this is the new product. and This is the new program. And this is the podcast. And these are the things. But, you know, it's that. It's, it's a great game of creation. And yes. when we come from that space, rather than a consumption, rather than um, a game of, um, I don't know, suppression, 
I get scared. to create. You, know, you yep. get to whatever comes up, and believe me, a lot comes up, yep. and you and miracles happen. This is a space sure. where you get to meet people that sure. you never thought you'd meet, right? Yeah. I mean, I was just reflecting on this yesterday. I cannot believe the kind of clients that come to me. I don't advertise, as you all know. Yep. I don't use social media half the time I should be um and yet because I I know what I'm doing and I'm working hard on it the clients that come to me uh, they they boggle my mind that little humble me is able to help people who have helped me once upon a time have inspired me once upon a time you know what I mean so they're yes, larger <laughs> you know politicians in their own right or celebrities making the world a better place and they think I can help them and that for me is just like the universe telling me You've, you're doing you something can. that you keep yeah. doing it because there are people who need you yeah. and it's the very people that you've needed at, at some point and I've, it's always the universe telling me the same message over and over again that we are one yes. and that we the the sole purpose of us being here is to connect and to collaborate and to help one another and to heal one another in relation to one another. And anything else just falls away. It's not important. You just summed it up. I think this is where we're going to sum up this conversation. You yeah. summed it up beautifully. <laughs> Inspired by you, as usual. <laughs> we're going to sum up this conversation here, but apparently we can have a lot more of this. <laughs> oh, I can talk to you for, for ages. It's been so lovely catching up with you. Same here, babe. Same here. It was lovely. Same here. And we need to do it again soon. Definitely. We need to have a schedule, actually. So it was like, we have a slot for let us, you know, kind of let our imagination run wild and our tongues be unsuppressed in any way. (laughs) That's the dream space, isn't it? It's creating a space where you can empty anything that's clogging Mm -hmm. and have a pro- take a proper look at it. So, oh yes, I could do something really good with this one. Oh yeah, this one I don't need it anymore. That kind of thing. Always need to do that. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll sum up here. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group Empowered to Grow, or visit my website www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.